Hey guys, it's your host Julian. This week I'm sitting down with King of the Hill director Ron Rubio. We chat about how he broke into animation through Film Roman, some of his favorite moments with the crew, and what it was like to direct Grand Theft Arland. If you haven't yet, you should check us out on Patreon. We're offering three tiers with a lot of fun perks. Some of those perks included in the three tiers are a special shout out to all the patrons, question priority, early and ad-free access to the audio and video chats, voting on our upcoming retrospectives, and so much more. We'll be releasing our next Patreon exclusive video next week. This podcast was made possible by patrons like Jacob. Thanks, Jacob, for your support. Now, let's get on to my chat with the great Ron Rubio. Hey guys, real quick before you listen. We recorded this one during a hurricane, and we had a little bit of an issue with lagging throughout the later portion of this episode. We edited it down, so if it seems a little choppy, I apologize. I didn't want to scrap this episode because it was a lot of fun chatting with Ron. I hope you enjoy. But Ron, thank you so much for joining me. Um, Where do you want to start, man? Do you want to start first day? you want to start a couple first episodes? Man, dealer's choice. Where do you want to go? Let's see. I'll, I'll tell you how 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 I started. I guess I'll how I start got the job. Let's go with that route. Uh, so I, I originally came out to moved up to LA to get into animation. Most people, I, I wanted to get into uh, uh, work for Disney, like I think most people did back in the nineties. So the goal of that was to go to a school called CalArts. Uh, I wasn't ready yet when I felt like I moved up to LA, so I went. I took some workshop classes at a small school up in LA. And at the time, I, when I was felt ready, I applied to CalArts, but I was doing nothing. So I was like, you know what? I hear they're hiring at Film Roman. They have a you could get a Simpson test or you could get a King of the Hill test. I might as well take both of those tests. I'm not doing anything. Uh, I'll work on those while. I, I wait to see if I get into the arts. So, um, I I spent a lot of, like, a long time on a Simpson test. I, I'm hardcore because I'm a big Simpson fan. And then King of the Hill, I saw the test. I'll be honest with you, I just kind of looked at it. I was kind of like, it's a show. And I just did it. I didn't really, really think about it much. I just did it. I, I, I haven't really watched a show on TV. I was like, it's a show on TV. I don't really care. And then um, I I finally got I, I got a, a I got a call from um I got my letter from CalArts uh, it was uh, my letter to see if I got accepted and I opened it up and I I didn't make it and I was I was sad I was disappointed because this was my goal for a couple years and then I remember calling my mom and my mom being sad crying for me and hang up the phone and then literally like five minutes later i get a call from stephanie elliott who's the producer on king of the hill and she's like oh yeah we have a position for you on the show king of the hill uh for character layout we could start you off as a thousand dollars a week this time i was making zero dollars my god a thousand this is the most money I could possibly ever imagine making. And I was like, this is ridiculous. You could make this much money in animation. So I'm like, forget CalArts, forget that. I'm going to, I'm going uh I got a job. And that was that was basically my first job in the industry. It was King of the Hill. And I I remember going in going, I have no idea what the hell character layout is. How am I gonna Who's gonna deal? What's I don't know what I'm gonna do. They're, they're high, so they hired you. They hired me 
No interview. No. Seriously, I just did did a test, a character layout test that I just just did drawings. I had no idea what I was doing, and that's how I got hired. And I just lucked out because at the time, this is the beginning of season three. Uh, King of the Hill just switched to doing a format called a character layout, which was something similar to the Simpsons were doing. Before that, they were doing something called a like storyboard cleanup. It was a it was a, a simpler style of how the show was done. So they needed to hire uh, like twenty new artists, and that's basically the only reason why I got hired. Is I I happened to turn in my test at the exact time when they were hiring twenty people. They needed to hire like twenty people at once, and um, I lucked out. I got a job, and the first week they had was just training, and I lucked out that. Uh, Sean Cashman was the was there to teach us, and I can't imagine ask for a better teacher. He broke down everything, and in one week we he just gave us a quick um, breakdown what character layout was, and what character layout is uh, is basically uh, we have storyboard artists, and then we have back then after the phase of storyboards. Uh, that's when you, those those comic strip panels are drawn. I know most people know what that is, and off of reading the script, we uh, blew up those panels into full 12, 12 field size uh, pages, uh, twelve field animation size paper. That's the animation size for TV, and we would do. It was almost uh, like animating keyframes. That's what you would do. Like you would, uh, you know. Hank Hill was standing on this side of the room. You would draw one pose there. Mm -hmm. Then you draw the pose in the middle because he's walking across the way. Then you draw the pose at the end. So that's, you won't do all the animation poses. Um, so the animators could read what's going on for the animation. or And that was the big process they, they adapted for the season three. And that was uh, that was my first job, character layout. Um, and my first show I worked on was paddling, paddling Peggy. I guess that was paddling Peggy, was man. Uh, with the she had the uh, the wooden paddle. That mm -hmm. was that was the first episode I worked on. But uh, it was interesting. It was it was kind of crazy. I I kept thinking I was. 21 at the time i was like how are they hiring some punk kid who doesn't know what he's doing and i i remember the that that first year i would get there at nine o'clock on did exactly nine o'clock bust my ass work as hard as i can take like take literally no lunch at all just work through and then six o'clock leave. When I would leave, I would go home and I would practice drawing these characters because I was just like, I gotta get, I gotta learn how to draw mm -hmm. these characters because this is my first job. I don't want to get fired. And then I would go into work though. I would notice no one else would get in at nine o'clock. <laughs> it would just be me. And then everyone would come in at like nine thirty, and then they would get in at ten o'clock, and then they would drink coffee for the first thirty minutes or so. <laughs> I'm like. How are these guys getting their work done? I gotta bust my ass and work super hard because 
everyone's working everyone's must be so damn amazing on this show on this job that that they could they don't have to come in at nine o'clock like i do and then so that first i bust my ass really really hard that first first year and then i i, I realized no one knew what no one else knew what they were doing we were all brand new it's just that's how it was and i i just but i think that extra motivation of me helped push me up and um got got me looked at because i ended up working my way up to from a character late artist to an assistant director and then later on i got to direct on the show years later but that's that ended up being my process but um that's kind of the start of me how i got got into the animation and and then i remember the first day let's go back to the first day i'm sorry just jumping around but like oh, yeah that first fine, day man. that first day so i, I remember going yeah King of the Hill, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be on the show but I, I never really watched it so is it that great of a show i mean i remember beefs the butthead i'm like it was fine but it's not like this this great animation show that everyone remembers. I mean, it's not, I mean, not, it's a great animation show, but not the, not the fine-tuned Disney animation that mm -hmm. I'm thinking I always wanted to be a part of. And, and then, but they showed us on our first day there, they showed us the, uh, the episode. Um, it was the, uh, the explosion episode of the, uh, Pro oh, the Megalomart blowing up. Megalomart exploded. This so this was the season finale of season two. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a or it was the premiere for season three, but it was done at the very end of season two. That was the very first show they did full layout and to test to show that to show Fox that this is how much better the show will look if we do full layout, and that was the show they showed us. And I was in the room with all. We were my group of people that started that first that week, and I mean, it, the show just killed. We were everyone's dying laughing. The show, I mean, it, it was like the funny of the funniest episodes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have met. I, I was like, why, why am I not watching this show? This show is freaking hilarious. It was, and then from then I was like, oh, people are like, oh no, you gotta watch the smoking episode. You gotta watch the. Mm -hmm. the the Halloween episode you gotta watch and I'm like what what and then we had the library there to watch all the old episodes and so that I got so that first year yeah I I got in and I became a fan of the King of the Hill like almost instantly that the show was there's like why am I not why I'm like why isn't more people watching this show mm -hmm. this show is amazing like, and uh had such great episodes i mean there was like i mean as we were working like oh there's an episode where where hank's gonna get gonna get raped by a, a dolphin like, what <laughs> and then that's unless by a dolphin you're like what that's that's an episode like, yeah that's an episode like and then there's a i forgot there's it just seemed like there's all these this constant uh, these ideas for episodes that are coming up they're like these were everything was great and it was just this it was just this fun all of us were super young. We were all in our early twenties, and it, it was a very fun young young group of uh, people, um, artists, and 
um yeah i don't know that's that's kind of the, the beginning of how it started um yeah it's hard to hard to start i mean there's so many things to talk about i don't know where else where where's the next oh. thing you want to go to oh, but that's that's what I'm here for, Ron. Don't worry, man. I'll lead this. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll lead us into the uh, the depths of King of the Hill, man. Because uh, I, I, the fans know how how much I appreciate the hell out of this show, and I told you how much I appreciate the hell out of this show. Um, and and one thing that I always find very interesting is those first days, because no matter what, we remember first days, first kisses, uh, first time we saw. You know, you're watching. You got Star Wars behind you, man. So I'm pretty sure you remember the first time you ever got to see that on the big screen as a kid, man. So um, getting to hear that first day going into a production like Film Roman, like King of the Hill, and getting to know that almost every single story I've heard from somebody that King of the Hill was their first job, it's almost always the same. He's like, I showed up at this time. Nobody was here. And it's not just a unique thing to Film Roman and King of the Hill. I did an entire deep dive for AKA Cartoons, which was Danny Antonucci's uh, cartoon studio that they did. And they produced Ed, Ed, and Eddie for Cartoon Network. Almost every single board artist, every single writer that was there, that was essentially their first job in animation. And then you go and then you look at their career and that that first show like King of the Hill, that first show like Ed, Ned, and Ed. Ed, Ed and Eddie had a stroke there, Jesus, um, has just catapulted their career to heights that they weren't expecting. And all of them start the same way. It's like, oh, man, I if I have to get here at nine and I see everybody else piling around till 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, like, fuck, I got to catch up to them because whatever they're doing must be that much better than what I'm doing. And I find so many similarities between what you guys do for a living and what I do for a living as cooking, right? So you would say you would go home and then you would just try to bang out as many characters as you could, try to perfect your craft. I do the same thing. Whenever I go home and I want to do something new at work, I'm workshopping it here at home because I've got like five test subjects here. You know, I have, I have my friends come over, my family's here. So if I'm doing a new bread, I want them to try it because if I can, if I can knock it out here with the lack of equipment that I have in comparison to a restaurant, I was like, well, fuck, dude, it's going to be that much better. So to know that you guys do the same thing, you take your home, you take your work home with you, but the whole goal is to be better at your craft by the end of the day. I find that extremely fascinating. I find it extremely rewarding. I have to imagine you would, too. Yeah. I mean, those characters were hard to draw. That's another reason. <laughs> that first what are some year, of those hard characters? Who was I the hardest that... for you to slip into? That for, so the first year I was there, I thought Bobby Hill was the hardest character to draw. Now really? I think he, I think he's the easiest character for me to draw because I think that that if you look at the early early Bobby drawings, they were there were just so many different styles of how people drew them, and it was kind of mm -hmm. he looked one way and he looked some in the model sheets looked another, and also his acting style. If you if you read the acting manual how to act these characters it was like bobby is a i forgot the word it used um he's deadpan and very because that's how he was in an earlier show where he he, he didn't have much expression he was very mm -hmm. and then that's not what he became at all in the show he was he was out there so he was he oh, yeah. became this fun character to draw and but i remember that first year him and actually most of the characters were very were like impossible to draw for me and like a lot of people just relied on tracy in them and i was like no i gotta learn how to draw all these damn characters and i remember uh marn archer 
was who was the supervisor the character layout supervisor at the time said something to me and he's like and he said it to a group of people so it wasn't just to me he was just like yeah these these characters are hard to draw and it takes about one good year before you'll feel comfortable drawing and after that i was just like okay i'm not stressed over it i mean i'm gonna do my best but you know i mean i can't <laughs> if it's that hard to drop i mean like that's because they they it, it was difficult at first and then but um yeah bobby became my favorite character to draw at one point bobby and hank but uh hank's top of the head was weird at first to start realizing how it worked and then how it slants so it, when he looks down it's still kind of flat and then there's this weird um um peggy's hair was annoying because she could you have to draw it one way you can't just mirror the drawing later on if you messed up you couldn't just flop it you had to redraw her hair properly um i always hated drawing boomhauer for some reason because you remember why he just had a weird weird shape to his face that was that if you drew it off it just looked wrong at least for me mm -hmm. it did um but um that in the con and men they were hard to draw i don't know what was hard about them but they just were hard to draw and i don't know why it was a hard struggle to draw con and men but i liked that i got to draw most of the characters uh i feel sad that i never got to draw is it jimmy jimmy witcher is that his character's name yeah uh, <laughs> I never got to draw him. Uh, that was kind of that was kind of sad. Uh, but other than that, I I got to draw pretty much all the all the main characters. And uh, so was my the easiest favorite to slip three, into that first year. Easiest to slip into Luan. I love the drawing Luan. Yeah. I don't know what it was about Luan. It's just I think I drew her a bit more Disney like than <laughs> maybe everyone else did. That's probably why I like drawing her. Uh, I always like to draw girls, and then mm -hmm. Luann just was something just nice and fun to draw. And so every time I got to draw her, I was happy. Um, uh, but yeah, and then Hank, you just kind of have to because he's the main character, and like mm -hmm. drawing him so so much that you have to learn how to draw Hank really fast. And then that was something. It happened, but uh, I think Martin was right. It took me about a good year, and then that following year, everything was a bit more comfortable drawing the, those characters. But uh, you remember what that yeah, first year layout. felt like, huh? You remember what that, that first, first year, year felt like? Yeah, what did it feel like? Do you remember? I mean, it's it felt like so. I was still kind of new to the industry, so and at that point, King of the Hill was. It was just getting super huge. That that sex season two was crazy big. And it, 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 uh, it did so well that they were planning to move it to Tuesday, Tuesday nights. Mm -hmm. You probably don't remember because because at the time it was originally on Sunday nights right after The Simpsons, and then the, that seventy show replaced it, and they moved us. They wanted to create this this Tuesday night show, so they were putting a lot of money into advertising king of the hill and then i remember our premiere party for that year was at, at like house of blues and 
I never been to like some Hollywood type of premiere party. And it was a house of blues. I'm like, this is I like I felt like I was part of Hollywood for the first time. Yeah. Like, wow, this is crazy. And then this huge party. Uh, I mean, and there's uh the even the actors are there, the stuff, all the all stuck with a lot of stars and and it was just like uh it was just crazy that first year it was I'm like the, the excitement to be part of a, a show that was that was yeah it was hard for me I don't know what else to say was, um and I think what made it easier was all of us were young and we were all everyone was still new to the industry and we all kind of had that attitude that we all were excited to be there and I think it was a little different than the Simpsons because the Simpsons had like there were people that were there for years and I think that I they were I would hear like there there was more competition there people yeah it was kind of uh that was kind of the place Dave Filoni when we we uh, we would play Foursquare that was the game we would play he got hurt playing Foursquare that's how serious we took these games and I just thought that was yeah he was on crutches I remember and that was because of a four square injury. Dude, that's why. Do you know what? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say four square? Not not everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. It's it's that it four square is a childhood game you would play at recess in almost element a lot of elementary schools. And it's just four squares and you have a ball and then mm-hmm. and we would play this at lunchtime and that's something like. And it wasn't just like four of us. It'd be like we would go out and it'd be like a line four people playing and then a line of 10 10 people waiting in line to play and it's just and what was great about that i remember like even though we had a, a lot of young guys on our crew there were older older guys who who <laughs> never played like there was an older korean never played this game in the day of his life but he just wanted to he saw how much fun we were having he was come he would come out and he had to be at least in his 40s and he was playing with us having fun and it just and he and he seemed like he was really honestly excited to go out and play this little kid, child game childhood game that we would play foursquare and it was just something that a lot lot of lot of us did and it was kind of it was just a lot and then it wasn't just us we also the Simpsons the Simpsons was downstairs we used to we played basketball with them there were basketball games between us and them there were I remember they they used to have poker tournaments. When poker got big, there was poker tournaments at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> during like I don't know how I'm will be saying this, but yeah, there were poker tournaments at lunchtime. <laughs> we were having fun and playing those. So there was always something to do if you weren't working and you need you needed a a time to kill, relax. Um, ping pong me also became a thing later the later years when it was uh it was different i'll kind of go maybe talk about that when when i talk if i talk about when i talk about the reboot how different it was versus the this this is the character layout era i think and i think that was definitely def there was definitely a difference of the 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 friendships i made then the people that that were there the because it was such a bigger group of people it was such a 
um, such a, I mean, I guess just, just how the process was, there's so many more people were involved. The animatics, when we watched the animatics, it was fun because everyone was excited to see it. And it was, since there were so many people there, you would get good responses of the laughter, laughters. One of my favorite things too, also in that shows, I don't know if, they, if anyone has talked about this, was uh, when we made animatics on our show back then, we would do uh we the director and assistant director usually had like a week to kill mm -hmm. so they would make uh they usually would make a intro just for fun just for the artists to see or the people watching the animatic to watch so it was so it was for us and it was for the people at fox to see and it would always it just be some fun intro for the show so a quick 10 minute intro and I'm kind of, and it was there, and that usually started the animatic. And like, uh, I mean, I remember like one of our episodes was uh, Peggy. Peggy worked at Animal Beer, mm -hmm. so the oh, popular, yeah. the popular show was the popular car uh, commercial at the time was that What's Up. And so for what me and my director did, we, we did, we just took the audio from that commercial and then we replaced the characters with like, like we had like Bobby in a hot tub with a bunch of girls. Like he's saying, he's on the phone saying, what's up? And then we had like, they had a, then he would be calling um, Peggy and Peggy, I forgot what Peggy was. And she would be like, what's up? Like we had, so we did, it was always really like quickly done, nothing really fancy, but it was enough enough of a gag that uh to start the show and and each it was fun to see how what what the director was going to come up with what i what idea he was going to do i i later on i did the we did the grand theft auto episode and i mm -hmm. i did i had interns working on with me at the time i had them they recreated the whole intro to the video game the San Andreas video game. Um, I'll send you a copy of this. I actually have this one still. Uh, and it's just Bobby drawn in that style, a Tank Hill drawn in that style. Uh, I'll, it'll make more sense when I, after I send this something like that to you, and you can see what we did. And they did this for like, uh, for as long as I know, I was there. I'm not. So it was always fun. That that's how different. Later on, I worked on other shows. No other show I've ever worked on did this. No, or I'd never mm -hmm. seen other shows do these little small short gag thing, gag reel things before the Animax, and I, I kind of miss it. it. It was kind of something an, an extra fun part we used to do on our show. Um, but uh, there's a director named Anthony Leoy who just constantly mm -hmm. would like. That was one of his biggest. He would always plan it like so. He did one where. Um, he he actually got green screen and he the act the action figures that just came out. So he acted out the characters with <laughs> he did a scene acting out with the characters and <laughs> he was playing around with green screen and with uh, editing and it, it was just he did a lot of fun stuff like that. They did one where they recreated the Kennedy assassination. I forgot it was for uh 
forget the episode was for, but it was just they just did fun. It was such a fun place to work. Halloween yeah. was another crazy time. That was just so much. The the costumes people would create um, at the what was your favorite costume? Start, huh? What was your favorite costume you would see? One stick out. Okay, so the the big boys were Anthony Leoy, director Anthony Leoy, and Dave Filoni. So these okay. were the big boys that would show up, and one year. Dave Filoni did Mecha Godzilla. Oh shit! <laughs> with just cardboard, like uh, electric. I mean, uh, um, what's that? That gray tape? Well, duct whatever. tape. Duct tape. If so, if you look at it up close, it looks. It just looks like it's just duct tape wrapped around cardboard. But you look at it from a distance, it's like dead on, pure, mm -hmm. uh, perfect Mecha Godzilla. Like these guys are crazy. I don't know when these guys had time to do this stuff. He did a Becca Godzilla, my my other like my other uh, this other director, Anthony Oi. He did at one point uh, um the Chicken Walker from Return of the Jedi, that bit from Star Wars, that big uh uh yeah, ATSD, whatever it's called. The you know yeah. the one like he he built it. And he he wore a black suit, and then he just built the puppets the arms like, and these and they were like dead on. You like, these guys are insane. What's going on? And that that that's the type of people we were we would work with. Um, but that was uh yeah, there was crazy cost like every year for Halloween we were excited. So what's what's Anthony doing? What's Floney doing? What's 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 uh like. And then other people wanted to try to do something and just, but those guys were the, they were, they were our heavy, heavy hitters and they, they were just won every year that way they were there. It was just uh, this crazy. Yeah. This like, it's again, like um, my memories of the show. There's so much fun, fun hanging out, stuff like that. We had that. And it's, I'll say this. It's never been the same. Every other show I've ever worked on, I've had fun, but nothing as nothing near as what we did on King of the Hill. Dude, but, that's uh, wild. I wonder if there's any pictures out there of the uh, Halloween contests or the Halloween costumes. Oh, I have plenty of pictures. There's plenty. There's plenty yeah? of pictures. Out. Yeah. Oh, that'd be I, that'd be some dope shit to see. I actually had Anthony on a a few weeks back, so his episode will drop uh pretty soon as well. Oh, you had man, so. you actually had Anthony yeah. Leoy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was such a fun hang, man. He was, he was, it was like usually I try to keep it. I don't want to say professional, but I try to keep it as professional as possible because I don't want anybody to get in trouble. But when I have some folks on, you can really bro it out. He was one of those guys where we're just sitting here talking shit, having a good time, um, and then just uh, one of the one of the things I loved that he broke down. And when you started talking about the board games, it kind of registered up here. I was like, "Fuck, dude, maybe somebody did." And then as soon as you said risk. I was like, oh, shit, it was either him or it was Paul that had said, hey, we had this massive game of risk going on and it kept adding and adding and adding. Um, but yeah, when Anthony broke down just like how he looks at a scene and then how he would go into a scene and then just the angles, like just looking up or looking down on a specific part of a show, it was like it would completely change your 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 perspective or your your uh, perception, excuse me of the episode you were watching and it was just by tilting up or tilting down a camera view. And I always thought that was really crazy. And then he just went deeper into detail. I'm like, dude, 
I mean, I'm a layman when it comes to animation, but just getting to hear like he put on a master class for like 10 minutes just talking about perspective and camera angles, camera shots. And I just thought it was like, this is one of the coolest fucking stories I've ever heard. And then, you know, he dressed up him and Filoni were dressing up like Mechagodzilla and a uh, mechanical chicken. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, so I, I couldn't help you out on the uh, the terminology for that one. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was just it's really cool to hear stories like that. Um, and one I wanted to circle back to that you were talking about uh, was one of the episodes that you had actually said that you had fun working on. And that was Grand Theft Arlen, man. Um, I just rewatched this one with my oldest son, and I told you a little bit before we hit record that it was crazy watching this show, especially now, like going back and watching the show as an adult, right? So you get to pick up different aspects from it, but you go back and you watch it and then you put yourself in that, you put yourself in that mindset of that era, right? You guys were kind of pre-computers. I mean, I remember seeing the Y2K episode when I was a kid, um, and then you see post Y2K, then you see reality shows come into it because you guys had you, you know you were talking about the uh was it the um the shit what was it the 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 chopper guys um u.s choppers or no u.s choppers orange county choppers whatever those the the motorcycle guys right um so yeah. you get to see the reality tv yeah american choppers thank you um you get to see reality tv kind of make its start into animation so you guys are very um, topical at that time you're you're really going with the flow you can kind of see the eras and the ebbs and flows of popular culture throughout the sim or throughout the simpsons excuse me uh throughout king of the hill which i thought was fucking fascinating and then you get to a show like grand theft arlen and we're talking grand theft auto which my generation is still huge on every time a new grand theft auto game comes out everybody's got to buy it for my generation man but uh, Grand Theft Arlen, why was this one of the ones that you in particular picked out that you said you had such a fun time working on? Okay, so Grand Theft Arlen was, um, so this is the third era. The show's mm. show got canceled. Show was canceled. We weren't coming back. Everyone somewhere else, another studio. I think at this point, I'm already at my on my second cartoon. I worked on a, a cartoon called After King of Hell Ended. I worked on uh Eloise, it was a little kid cartoon, and then then I moved over to American Dad. I'm over at American Dad, and then I get a call from uh, the producer, the old producer Lisa, and she's like, "Show's coming back. If it comes back, are you are are can you can you come back to direct?" And at the time, I was just doing retakes, a, a position called retakes at. Uh, American Dad, which was a good position, but it was like, oh, I always, I always wanted to direct, and I at the time I only got to direct. I had, I, I got to co-direct like uh, a couple episodes, but nothing by myself. So, mm -hmm. so I was so I was excited to come back, and I was like, sure, of course, this is what I wanted to do. This is I, I worked hard to become a director. I wanted to have, so I was, I, I agreed to come back. I was super excited. And then, then okay, I finally get my script for for my first episode back. And I oh I, I look at it. It's called Grand Theft uh, Grand Theft Arlen. And mm. I'm like, no way. There's no way this is gonna be about Grand Theft Auto. There's just no way King of the Hill's doing a Grand Theft Auto. So. And then I read the script. I'm like, it's Grand Theft Auto. They're doing a Grand Theft Auto game. It's this is freaking hilarious. And so it was my it, it was my first episode back. My first episode, I got to be a full-time director on. Um, 
and it, it was on a game I was I was playing just like everyone else. I was super excited to be on uh, working on a sh on a project that uh, I got to that that I I was very fond of. Um, and then uh, so that's that's why that's why when that show has meaning to me, it's it's my first it's my first show I got to direct by myself. It's my first byline. It says directed by Ron Ron Rubio. And what uh, that feel like? I mean, it, it's it's great. Uh, it was a little bittersweet because we switched to we switched to board a board show, and the board show I just wasn't the same. Um, because you had to do the same amount of work with with less artists. So you didn't have a full crew of six guys doing layout anymore. You had three border guys. I think it was, I think it was, you had, uh, at that time, you switched the process to, you had, that first season, we just had a director. We had three, I believe, three board artists. And then after the the boards, the first phase of boards were done, you they brought in uh, maybe a, a couple revisions. I forgot how many revisions came on, and they helped. They helped clean up the board and help add more poses into the boards. And then we were drawing, and this was this is still before digital, so we were drawing on post-it side. Like that's how small we were drawing. Um, that's how old school storyboards were. They were you drew them on old, old uh, on. On, on those yellow, we we would draw most of the panels on yellow post-its so we could because we could move them around on the page and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that that's so the process was a little different. Uh, so I think we weren't able to get as I don't think I got to look exactly how I wanted to do because we had I, I had a I had to deal with the a brand new crew. Our, it wasn't many, we didn't have that many people come back. We had a few guys came back. Because at this point everyone left, everyone was everyone other places. So we had to deal with a lot of new, 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 uh, new guys training new uh, on the style. We had to deal with the new process doing boards, and we had to deal with um, um, and that and that was it was just they were we were just doing a lot of things just different. It was just mm -hmm. different than what. But the fun part about that, one of the things that was kind of cool about that was uh, at this point, Film Roman was in North Hollywood and they just moved to Burbank. They had moved to a new location in Burbank. Uh, but they still had this old building in North Hollywood and they weren't ready for us at the new building yet. So they stuck us by ourselves in this old in the old office building. So uh, that that used to be that used to hold the Simpsons and King of the Hill and all that. It was just us now. <laughs> we took over one floor, and then no no one else was there. So at this point, everyone was having had their own office. We would like break into old offices that used that no one was using, steal couches, and steal TVs. So like I had a, one of my friends, directors. He had like four TVs in his room. And he's like, because he was like, I gotta have because it's like they're 
TVs. We none of us had TV, these TVs before. Like we gotta have TVs in our offices. And we had everyone. We had like two couches per per office, and it was it was kind of fun in that aspect. And since we were by ourselves, our producer was like, "Oh, let's get them a ping pong table." And and that was a new that became our new thing. We did a we did five on five or six on six ping pong, which is I that's kind of unheard of between how many players you could play. But it was. We had fun games like that. It was it was a different. That was a different era. That's but um. Working on Grand Theft Ireland back to the, actually working on it, like that was fun. Like we wanted to create a crap because it was supposed to be like a crappy college game that someone made. So we, we purposely uh. We were using this program. I think it's was, it was called SketchUp, which was not designed for animation at all. Uh, it's designed to like to um, to just build environments, and you could build three D environments and stuff. I'm not sure exact. Um, some animation studios use it because you could, it's easy to build BGs on. Mm -hmm. But there was a there was actually a a feature where you could uh, you could make it animate. I mean, and you could make like so you walk down a street. So you could we could build the street and we could create this illusion that it's a it's a video game that's actually animating we so we, we didn't have to actually do full-on animation for it and that's what we see when we actually use the actual footage from that this game that was it uh we plugged that in and then we just had to animate the the characters around around that and then um but yeah that was i think it was i, I like to think it came out great that was a fun episode uh it absolutely did, man. I like I said, I just got done watching it. Uh, give me one second. All right, and we're back. And then you were saying that uh, you'd like to think it came out great. Like I said, we just watched Grand Theft Arlen. Uh, I I I meant to write it down, um, because um, I thought it was just a funny name, but it was like one of those throwaway uh, video game names. It was something lowrider. Um, fuck. South, Southside <laughs> Lowrider. It was, but it was something along those lines. It was a game that Hank picked up and shit when he went to the. Uh, to yeah, the, to I forgot. I know thing. the gag you're talking about. I don't remember yeah. what it was either. Yeah, I but thought that shit was hilarious. Things. Like, there's a one, a, a Naruto. Yes, uh, yes, gag yes. In the background, there's a. It was a I poster. Was, I, I, yeah, I, I was rewatching that scene. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what else. There was a, a, other gags we. Um, we have a our prop designer's name, uh, Dusty Abel. He liked this. He liked this thick, old school, um, comic book guy. He he, he mm -hmm. loves all all that stuff too. I'm sure a lot of a lot of his ideas. He didn't come with the lowrider thing, but a lot of the stuff in the background with the posters that would probably yeah. be him that, that 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 came up with some of those ideas. Because he would come up a lot of times. It's like they just. Here's some designs we have for some poster ideas, and then tell me what you think, and I would sign off on them. That was the fun part about being a director. You got to be, as a director, I got to be part of the design process. So I was the yes, no, like this mm -hmm. design work, or if I didn't like a, a way a character looked, I could be, I could, uh, I could tweak them and say we just need to make them more like this. So I got to be part of the design process, and then. We got to be part of the storyboard process. I, I was there for all our storyboard meetings to 
to uh, for people's pitches, and I could make say well, I I want this to be more like this, or I want it to be like that, and then uh, and then we were also part of the we were also I did final timing as much. I didn't do it as much, but final timing is uh, the other thing we would do is that's writing all the actually animation of space that we sent over overseas. So uh, that was one thing I liked about King of the Hill is if you were a director or an assistant director, you got to be you got to be part of the whole process. And that's why I got to learn so much in animation and I got to learn how to do all these things. Uh, other shows, a lot of shows aren't like that as much. They feel like they have the specialists. Only only mm -hmm. the timers look at timing. You know, the board guys look at boards and then the character designer, the art director looks at the character design. It's not the director. There's different products. Every show's different. It's not a lot of cross-training is what it sounds like. But that was what was one of the fun things about that. Um, I got to remember be part of the design pro process of that show. Um, and I remember, uh, yeah, um, that, but doing Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto, that was just, yeah, just to be, to do that. I mean, that's, that definitely one of, one of my favorites I directed. Um, yeah, there's a, um, yeah, that was I'm trying to think of anything else, but that was the first the first few shows of season. I guess that technically season eleven. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was episode was, eight is what it was. Um, it was episode like said, eight, but that definitely wasn't episode eight. It was probably <laughs> episode five or six. We did. Yeah. They just that didn't air all the episodes from the previous year or whatever. But that's probably what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You should you should feel extremely proud of this one. This one was so fun to go back and watch because I remember, I remember renting San Andreas from Blockbuster while this was happening. <laughs> right, so I remember that game. I remember playing that. I remember my friends and I talking about it. I remember watching this episode. I'm like, are they doing Grand Theft? Holy shit, they're doing Grand Theft Auto and King of the Hill. And then Hank gets addicted to this shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is this real? Like I said, you have every every ounce of pri uh, pride that this you should you, you deal. It is. I remember man. The, the writer was Sanjay. Sanjay. Um, I'm trying. I'm blanking on his last name. Sanjay Shay. Is that? I forget. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. It'll come to you. It'll come to you right after we hit end. I guarantee but it always does. He just. Remember, I remember talking about him about the show and he was just like yeah i was he said he was over at his friend's house and his friend was uh playing like uh like some sports game um, mm -hmm. um i want to say fifa soccer or something like that and his friend made his made it a character of himself mm -hmm. to play in the game and then he thought that's just he thought that idea was funny so he thought what would be if they made a hank hill character in the game yeah he and he was playing himself and that's why he is addicted to it because he's playing a game about propane which is what he what he loves more and he loves he loves propane and and i love the fact that he's like they spelled propane wrong um <laughs> my my favorite scene 
And it's not just because, you know, Johnny just passed away, but one of my favorite scenes yeah. in, in this mm-hmm. show is is at the end. And uh, well, it's middle and end. It's it's Dale trying to play it. He's like, I'm going to shut off my mind and I'm going to use my hands now to play this video game. He was trying to teach Hank how to play video games, but oh, it was at it was at the end um, where Dale's out there and he's like, well, Hank, it's nice to see you back out here. And he's like, since you've been gone, man, I've learned to drink my beer uh, through the through the through the process of osmosis. So he's just taking his can and he's rubbing it on his face and he's rubbing it up and down his chin. And then everybody's just looking at him and he goes, man, I feel buzzed now. You know, there was there just some such such so many things to love from this episode. Like I said, uh, a piece of my childhood was King of the Hill. A piece of my child was playing San Andreas with my friends. And, uh, you know, a piece of my child was just kicking back and being transported to a place that always felt real. And that was Arlen, man. And uh, you had a huge part in that piece of my childhood, man. So I, I can never thank you and everybody else that not only worked on this episode, worked on this series enough. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this won't be the last time we see Ron. We're going to come back on. We're going to talk a couple more episodes. Um, I'm having a little bit of internet connectivity issues here in Florida. We're going through hurricane season. Um, so uh, we will see Ron back very, very soon. Um, and uh, like I said, Ron, this has been an absolute blast. Uh, but I'd be remiss not to ask you this question before we get off this call. Um, when you sit back and you think about your time on King of the Hill, What's the first thought that comes to mind when you think about that time long, long ago? I mean, I hate to sound repetitive, but friendship is the thing. Yeah. First, the friend, the friends, uh, or family, I would say, that mm-hmm. I that was formed from that. Um, yeah, it's just the best time. I mean, in my my animation career, easily, easily, yeah. the funnest. Just, um, yeah, great show, great, great people, great, great scripts, great, great, uh, everything. Yeah. Goddamn right. Great everything. When you <laughs> write a book, Ron, about your career, it should be great everything. That should be the name of your book, man. Because, yeah. like I said, you guys made my childhood fun. You guys gave me a time to laugh when I didn't think it was possible to laugh. You guys gave me a, you guys gave me something to share with not only my friends, but now with my kids, I sit down and I watch this show on a regular basis when I need to do something and I don't need time or I don't have time to focus on the TV. I can put on King of the Hill. I can literally listen to the first 30 seconds of almost any episode. And I can tell you what episode it is. I can tell you what's going to happen. I can tell you what happened. I can tell you what's the writing, you know, all that shit. It's wild, man. When you think about it, I've just seen these shows so many times. So I'll sit there and then with my back turned while I'm cooking in my kitchen, I hear this, I hear the show going and I'm watching it while I'm not watching it because I've seen it that many times. It's very weird, but I've, I've watched this show and I've absorbed this show kind of like Dale was osmosisly with his beer. I'm getting buzzed off of King of the Hill and I'm not even really watching King of the Hill. I'm just listening to it. And then I get to flashback. You guys have this uh, amazing way of creating something. This art form is just so pure. I can sit here, like I said, and watch this show and then I can go and not watch this show. And I can sit here and walk through the world of Arlen that you guys have built because the amazing writing, the amazing voice cast, the amazing layouts that you guys did, and the amazing animation that you guys have done. So like I said, forever thankful for 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 the episodes that you've worked on from you know coming in as a character layout to finally getting direct an episode to get to see that name, Ron Rubio, uh, and the director's 
you know, category. So from the bottom of my heart, man, what I'm getting at is thank you for your time on King of the Hill because it meant a lot to me. I mean, it's awesome to do this stuff like this. It really yeah. is. I'm, 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 I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm thankful that I was part of it. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm humbled by. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's it's really cool here to hear stuff like this. I'm uh, just a quick question. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite episode of it? Do you have I'm a actually, episode? Yeah, I am. Uh, it's, I, and this is the the only reason I say this one is because it is my. Uh, I use this line still two three times a week. You know, um, I'll actually show you my t shirt real quick. Uh, so, it's the Bobby Health or Bobby Hill self defense class. And it's okay, him that's a, that's, him in that's the nuts. a popular one. You know, that's it's it's one. it's that one. It's the other one is when um I don't think pe- too many people have talked about it, um but it's uh when Bobby befriends a raccoon as well, um and uh Hank ends up thinking Ladybird gets rabies. I think I might have lost you. Oh no, there you are. Uh, it popped back up. Um, but when um Bobby befriends a raccoon and it scratches yeah, Ladybird and it scratches Dale. Um, that's another fate. I'd have to like really sit back and think, um, you know, I, I love when Dale tries to, tr- or not tries, he goes and he saves everybody from the gun club when the gun club goes rogue. Um, you know, there's so many episodes to, to choose from. Like I said, I, I, I don't know if I have like a true favorite as much as I have a true yeah, favorite scene. But I, I just find it interesting. Everyone I talk to, a lot of uh, people have different, different opinions, but that is the, the Bobby goes nuts one seems yeah. like it's a it's the consensus. Good. Well, it's that one, um, and I don't think there is a pilot. I hated that episode. <laughs> what the Bobby goes nuts? Not hate. I guess that's a uh, weird because when I first saw it, I was like, "It's so wrong. He's kicking people in the nuts." But well, the I, more I, you watch the episode, and you hear the "That's my purse," and it's it, that's my I, purse, I, man. I, I get I don't the, know you. I get, I get the love for it. I just would remember when it first came out. I was like, "Oh, he's he's kicking people in the nuts." Well, here's the thing, man. I grew up in the era of Ric Flair, so the dirtiest player in the game. So nut kicks, <laughs> eye gouges, hair pulling, man. Referee wasn't looking low blows. All fair game to me. And if if it's my life, your life, man, I'm kicking nuts. I'm gouging eyes. I'm head button. Uh, nobody fucks with anybody that wants to headbutt, man. Um, but yeah, I, the next time we talk, because we're going to talk, like I said, we're going to talk very soon. Um, the next time I talk, I'm going to actually sit here and I'm going to go through the entire catalog and see all the episodes. And then I'm going to go through, like I said, season to season. I'm going to pull my favorite five from each season. And then I'm going to whittle that down. And I, I don't know if I can give you an exact one, but I can for sure give you a top three, top five episodes of all time. It's going to be difficult as fuck for me to say what's my favorite, favorite moment for sure. Hands down. Bobby goes nuts kicking people in the groin. I also absolutely love anytime. I actually, uh, this is going to be a little nerdy. The fans have already heard it. Um, but uh, I, every time I would play D&D with my friends, um, I'm always bringing pocket sand into, I'm a, <laughs> I would play as a wizard. So I would always throw in pocket sand, man. Sand. So yeah, pocket sand, you know, so shit like that, man. But the next time we talk, like I said, I will have a hundred percent. I will have a, uh, I will have a, a top five at the very least for you, man. Um, but uh, no better way to end this, man, than he's been Ron. I've been Julian. It's been the What's in My Head podcast, and this has been another piece of your childhood. Good night.